This week, restructuring is on the horizon from National Cinemedia, Flint Group. Rierk publishes analysis of Venator Materials, AMC Entertainment, major cruise operators. Hello and welcome to the Rierk Podcast, where we bring the latest developments in high-yield, distressed debt, and bankruptcy. I'm David Zubkis. We'll be taking a brief recess this week from our deep dive segment. We'll be back soon with more premium content. It's Friday, March 10th. This week, Reorg initiated coverage on SVB Financial and FXI Holdings. Silicon Valley Bank, whose equity and debt prices plunged after it disclosed losses in an investment portfolio and announced on Wednesday evening that it would seek to raise $2.25 billion of equity to bolster its capital position, has been taken under possession by California's financial regulator, the Department of Finance Protection and Innovation, or DFPI. DFPI said that it would have taken possession of the bank because of inadequate liquidity and insolvency and appointed the FDIC as a receiver. The events followed an announcement by the company on March 8th that it intends to offer $1.25 billion of common stock and $500 million of depository shares. In addition, SVP entered into a subscription agreement with General Atlantic to purchase $500 million of common stock at the public offering price in the offering of common stock in a separate private transaction. To raise liquidity and shift assets to shorter duration, SVP said it completed the sale of substantially all of its available for-sale securities portfolio, selling approximately $21 billion of securities, which the company said would result in an after-tax loss of approximately $1.8 billion in the first quarter of 2023. FXI Holdings, a maker of foams for bedding, automotive seats, and medical products backed by One Rock Capital, faces a 2024 bond maturity that it may struggle to address in light of its worsening financial performance. The Radnor Philadelphia-based company has experienced declining sales in EBITDA and is losing cash as, as higher inflation affects demand for bedding products. Rising mortgage rates, which have caused a decline in home sales, have also affected the company as well as slowing demand in the automotive industry. National City Media, Excella Technologies, Flint Group, Heartland Dental, and United Road Services ran out this week's list of potential restructurings. National City Media is preparing for a Chapter 11 filing to hand over ownership control to secured creditors. The timing of a filing is in flux as the movie advertising services provider is seeking to delay a restructuring as much as possible in order to get clarity in its contract with Cineworld. However, a 30-day grace period will expire next week after National City Media skipped a coupon payment last month. In light of Excella Technologies' recently disclosed financing transactions, Rierk estimates the company has reduced gross debt due 2023 by $79.3 million since September 30, 2022, and has updated its capital structure to reflect these changes. The transactions were meant to enhance the company's liquidity, including upsizing its existing receivable securitization facility by $35 million and accessing a new revolving credit facility. Excella said it received $51 million of new financing from B. Riley Commercial Capital and an affiliate of B. Riley. More than $80 million of maturities remain in 2023. Flint Group's lenders are set to take control of the Luxembourg-based printing and packaging ink company after rejecting shareholders Goldman Sachs Asset Management and Koch Equity Development's restructuring proposal. The shareholders entered into restructuring talks with lenders late last year after Flint was unable to secure a second amendment and extend agreement to deal with its upcoming maturities, comprising comprised of roughly 71 million euro first lien RCF due on March 21st and a 1.2 billion dollar euro equivalent first lien term loan due September 2023. On Thursday, United Road Services announced that it has launched a comprehensive financial restructuring that will strengthen its balance sheet and provide new liquidity to invest in long-term growth. The disclosure followed reporting by Reorg indicating that the company was negotiating a restructuring to hand over ownership control to its lenders and may execute a transaction via a Chapter 11 filing. 
Heartland Dental is exploring ways to refinance a portion of its outstanding debt and obtain additional funding for growth. The KKR sponsor company reported adjusted EBITDA of $55 million for the, first, for the fourth quarter of 2022, flat with the year earlier period, as higher wages offset an 11% increase in revenue. Revenue in the fourth quarter was $699 million. In crypto and in-court coverage, we take a look at FTX, Voyager Digital, LTL Management, and Endo International. FTX Trading Limited and its affiliated debtors announced that one of their debtor affiliates, Alameda Research Limited, has filed a lawsuit against Grayscale Investments, LLC, in the Court of Chancery in the state of Delaware. The FTX debtors also asserted claims against Grayscale CEO, Michael Sonnenschein, and its owners, Digital Currency Group and Barry Silbert. Judge Michael Wiles confirmed the Voyager Digital's Chapter 11 plan and granted final approval disclosure statement this week, subject to modifications to the plan's exculpation provision and other changes to the confirmation order discussed on the record. The court largely overruled the unresolved objections to the plan, including from various state and federal governmental entities that primarily opposed the plan's exculpation provision. The tout claimant appellants in the LTL management dismissal appeal filed a brief opposing rehearing on the January 30th panel decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit dismissing the debtor's two-step Chapter 11 case. According to the appellants, the three-judge panel correctly applied settled precedent in ordering the dismissal of LTL management's Chapter 11 petition for lack of good faith, which requires some degree of financial distress on the part of a debtor. At an endo status conference, Kenneth Eckstein of Kramer 11, counsel for the Official Committee of Unsecured Creditors, indicated the settling parties, including the UCC, the Official Opioid Claimants Committee, the Ad Hoc Crossover Group, and the non-RSA First Link Group, have agreed to scheduling a hearing on the debtor's bidding procedures, bar date, and exclusivity motions late next week, subject to the completion of settlement documentation, anticipated to be a long-form term sheet prior to the hearing. This week, REIRC published in-depth analyses of Venator Materials, AMCM Entertainment, and major cruise operators. REIRC published a waterfall analysis of Venator Materials, a manufacturer of titanium dioxide used in paint and plastics, which needs to raise new money to address its upcoming liquidity shortfall and address 2024 and 2025 maturities. Unsecured note holders PGIM and Capital Group could provide new money to the company as part of a bigger transaction that could include a non-pro rata uptier of their positions, according to sources. Rurik published an updated tear sheet for AMC Entertainment. According to the analysis, a strong domestic box office performance anticipated for 2023 when compared with 2022 should provide sufficient liquidity for the company this year. However, on the company's February 28th earnings call, CEO Adam Aaron highlighted the importance of the upcoming Tuesday, March 14th shareholder vote in order for the company to address its balance sheet as AMC does not expect industry-wide box office performance to return to pre-pandemic levels before 2024 or 2025 at the earliest. Major cruise operators reported higher pricing in their fourth quarters compared with similar periods in 2019, ranging from 3.5% at Royal Caribbean to 23.2% at Norwegian Cruise Lines. However, partially offsetting some of the higher price, food, fuel, and fuel costs continue to be significantly higher as compared with 2019. Norwegian also experienced cost increases per available cruise day for its other cost items, including commissions, transportation, and other onboard and payroll. While pricing appears to be moving in the right direction, fourth quarter results were limited because of lower occupancy levels as compared with the corresponding period in 2019. To access Reorg's full in-depth analyses, please reach out to a Reorg representative. Top press stories this week included House Crypto Subcommittee's first hearing examines Silvergate liquidation turf war between SEC CFTC. Salinas' acquisition likely triggers 101% put right under diversity's notes. Endlink midstream initiation. Diversified Healthcare Lifetime Brands, Terex Updates, Click Technologies, Callaway Golf, Ineos, U.S. Silica, Integris, Copper's Private Loan Reviews. 
Loyalty Ventures enters Chapter 11 with transaction support agreement with Term B, Term A, and Revolver Lenders, admin agent. Diamond Sports withholds rights to write payments to MLB's Arizona Diamondbacks, enters grace period according to report. And now here's Kate Thomas from New York with the week ahead. Hi, this is Kate Thomas looking at the week ahead. The clocks this weekend are springing forward and right into a busy Monday. Only a few hours after Silicon Valley Bank was placed into a receivership by the FDIC, the U.S. trustee requested an emergency hearing for Monday in the BlockFi bankruptcy. According to the U.S. trustee's motion, the debtors have $227 million deposited at Silicon Valley Bank in uninsured money market accounts, and they need to comply with Section 345 of the Bankruptcy Code to secure those funds. Also on Monday, the Endo International debtors are scheduled to provide an update on the documentation of the settlement they recently reached with multiple stakeholders concerning the terms of their proposed 363 sale. The settlement, first announced March 3rd, resolves all objections but remains subject to documentation. Depending on the status of this documentation process, the debtors may be back in court on Friday seeking approval of bidding procedures, bar dates, and an extension of exclusivity. On Monday afternoon, the Serta Simmons debtors will be seeking a court order that extends the stay to non-debtor parties in the pre-petition litigation that challenges the 2020 up-tier exchange transaction. The debtors claim that a global resolution of all these claims, including those against the PTL lenders, through bankruptcy court proceedings, is essential for the debtors' successful reorganization. A temporary stay of the pre-petition litigation is set to expire Monday night, absent an order from the court at Monday's hearing. Monday is also the day that the cabbage or case servicing debtors will have their contested confirmation hearing. According to the voting tabulation, Class 4 general unsecured claims did not accept the plan, and as of a few days ago, the debtors were facing unresolved objections from Cross River Bank, Customers Bank, and the U.S. Trustee. Turning to Tuesday, Emergent Fidelity Technologies tried to fend off BlockFi's motion to dismiss its case while seeking to get its case jointly administered with the FTX group cases. Both FTX and BlockFi claim interests in the approximately 55 million Robinhood shares and $20 million in cash currently held by Emergent. That's it for next week's preview. At this point, Monday and Tuesday are shaping up to be the busiest days, but a potential filing by Silicon Valley Bank could mean that the only constant in next week's hearing schedule is change. Have a great week, and back to you, David. Thank you again for listening to this Reorg Weekly Review. Find all our podcasts on the Reorg.com webinars and podcast pages, both Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great weekend, and see you next Friday.